This is The Real Footy Podcast. Thanks for joining us to tip the grand final. My name's Andrew Wu and I'm joined by 2023 The Age tipping champion, Peter Ryan. You're leading by one point going in the last game and I believe Libby Birch has tipped the same team as you. So there's no way that you'll be beaten. This is unbelievably good feeling. I feel like I'm holding the Premiership Cup aloft already. And we're only uh, days before the big game. But uh, Libby Birch, there's going to be some contention there because she basically, I basically conceded at the end of home and away. But uh, I've made a remarkable comeback in the finals. Um, so I'm not sure whether that works like a, you know, political election where you hand over <laughs> and it's done. But Libby uh, was a worthy opponent. And really kept me on my toes right until the end. Well, it's a bit and of an asterisk victory for you then, isn't it? With with the old, uh, weren't leading after the home and away rounds and well, got over the finals. Yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of an asterisk, but I kind of enjoy asterisk victories because they're like <laughs> would. people whinge to you the whole time, and you can just keep walking past with your hand aloft, pointing to the sky and saying, "I'm the victor." No, it's been fun, Louie, and um, it's the main one to get right is this week because this is what it all counts well this is the big one yeah and we've got the two best teams of the season in it after how'd you rate the prelim finals i thought they were both very entertaining oh they're absolutely entertaining i mean i've had several people who were collingwood supporters obviously there's more collingwood supporters you know than giant supporters who were saying that they've never felt such tension for the final six minutes of a game as they did after hogan kicked that goal there was tension i reckon throughout the night among Collingwood people, you could you could sense the nerves in that second quarter when the yep. Giants started to take the game away from them, yep. and early in the third quarter, I think as well. And and once once Collingwood get going, you could you could feel the tension rise from you know with every cheer and goal they yeah. scored. Well, but, I think Collingwood supporters uh, have had so much disappointment over their lives, every single one of them, that to face another victory. Sorry, another opportunity gone begging would, you know, they'd be able to cope with it, but it would have felt at that particular moment like this is too much to bear, particularly at the hands of the Giants who'd beaten them in a prelim only four years earlier. And the Giants were fantastic and in many ways could, should have won that game. Um, The umpiring certainly fell Collingwood's way late in the game, I would have thought. And there was also a couple of guilt-edge chances to kick goals that... Uh, if they'd Lockie Keefe had kicked over to Toby Green late in the third, and there was also Toby Green's opportunity to centre the ball, which is easy to say from the seats, but um, yeah, it was a ripping game. And the Carlton game was, you know, there was a fair few texts flying around with three letters there that most people were thinking, what the hell is happening here <laughs> when they kick the first goal? Well, that first quarter goals. was extraordinary, yeah. um, but it was it was never going to be sustainable just the way they were playing. I mean, they, they sh- probably should have been up. An extra two goals. Harris Andrews was yep. was mighty, and he's going to be a pivotal player this weekend as well. Yep. So yeah, well, well, Lions were Carlton were mighty, but the, it, once Brisbane got a couple of goals, you kind of had an inevitability about it, didn't you? Well, in the end, it felt like a five or six goal win yep. for the Lions. I mean, I think Carlton only scored one goal between uh, what, once they got their five in the first quarter, about three quarter time. Yeah, they hardly right. looked like scoring. No, but uh, it has left the best two teams in it for the year, mm. regardless of what happened on the in the preliminary final, and that makes for a great contest. 
at that time of recording, we don't have the selected 22s yet, but we do know that Billy Frampton is playing, mm. which is... I was a bit surprised. Um, I, I thought that they may go for... They may have gone for John Noble to come into the side and give them a bit of flexibility. Um, that way, extra running power and maybe swing Jeremy Howe forward. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on Frampton? And, and do you think he'll actually play forward or where do you think he'll play? Well, my thoughts... I was a little surprised, or not, not completely, because he was obviously always in the frame. They've gone with a replacement for Dan McStay, who's missing, obviously, with that uh, MCL, um, that doesn't upset their structure. So it's basically um, plug-and-play McStay's role, I would have thought, um, Billy Frampton. Then they can leave their back line intact, which is obviously Jeremy Howe is the option to go forward, with Darcy Moore and Nathan Murphy working together in defence, and they can also leave the way that they've operated the rucks with Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron uh, rather than Cox having to go forward. I think Frampton's role is going to be, uh, well, A, to get the ball to ground, which doesn't sound very sexy, but it's absolutely (laughs) right because Collingwood do have good crummers and also to disrupt or take Harris Andrews out of the game as much as he possibly can because Harris Andrews is an elite defender who can intercept Mark and if Frampton can... I'm not sure Andrews is going to be too worried about Frampton. No, not at all. Not like he was with Harry Mackay. No, um, not at all. So it's going to be he's going to have to be clever, Frampton. And I've seen this, no disrespect to Frampton, because um, he's obviously coming in just to do a role, but I've seen no evidence so far that he's going to be a player that Andrews would worry about too much. But if he can kick a goal early, that changes things. Well, I don't like this matchup from the point of view that when you're playing on those type of defenders, you, you you want a forward who can actually be an attacking weapon themselves, mm. get into dangerous spots, which then makes Andrew think, what am I doing? Do I stay? Do I go? And you put a bit of doubt into the defender's mm. mind. Whereas with Frampton, I think Andrews is just going to dictate. Yeah, He's going to stand where he wants to go. And I, he won't get any questions asked of him. I, I never like those type of matchups. Um which is yeah, similar to tagging. I think, I reckon as a player, you'd be a lot more comfortable knowing that you're dictating the terms and mm. um, the other person has I mean, to react We're to making it. an assumption that that's the case, that Frampton's going to play. He has played in defence, obviously, for Collingwood, and that, that gives them the option, potentially, of moving Howe forward, which I'm not sure they do. And the other option is playing him in the ruck and having Cox as your permanent forward, which, again, I think Cox is Collingwood's best ruckman, so yeah. they'd be loath to take him out of that... Um, particular role. I, I wonder whether Frampton goes back, given his height, to play on Danaher, and maybe they're worried about whether Murphy can handle a, you know, either a Hipwood or a Danaher with his height discrepancy, and, and maybe that, to me, that feels like a more natural role for Frampton in this mm. game to to play on one of those two metre forwards, mm. uh, and, and that would then, I guess, release Darcy Moore maybe to play on play on Hitwood or play on a lesser forward and then he can be that sort of counter-attacking force and you move Howe forward. It's and if, if Howe's playing on Andrews, I know if I was Harris Andrews, I'd be a lot more wary of Jeremy Howe because hey, he could jump over my head yeah, yeah. and no, actually absolutely. do something. And so. be, yeah, I reckon uh, it's hard when you say a lesser forward for the Brisbane Lions, I don't know that you just throw away. It's hard to find a lesser forward yeah, with true. the Brisbane Lions. They've actually got a incredibly dynamic, talented forward line. And even Lincoln McCarthy is probably their least, I suppose, dangerous 
obviously mm. dangerous forward, but even he's a really good uh, aerial player and good on the ground and kicks goals. So with Charlie Cameron, Zach Bailey, Cameron Rayner um, coming up and down the ground and then Danaher and Hipwood, it's pretty dynamic. You, you're not going to have a lot of peace with any of those players. If you're recalling with person going into this game, I mean, what's the part about Brisbane's game that would worry you the most? Is it is it their their forward line and just their capacity to bang on three or four goals in five well, or six that, minutes? That would, but also if you want before you even get to that, I think Collingwood need to have a game where they've got the ability to rush the Brisbane Lions into making decisions, so they can't allow Brisbane to get too many uncontested marks because they're really good by foot nowadays and they actually attack in a lot lot more uh, methodical way. They're better at playing the tempo so they can go fast or slow. And if they allow, if Collingwood allows Brisbane to control the football, they'll be in all sorts of trouble. They want it on the ground where it's chaotic and they need they have the opportunity to apply pressure. Because that's, that's where you can get Brisbane, isn't it? With, with their... With their leg speed. If it's a running race, Collingwood are quicker, aren't they? Yeah. So Collingwood, will, you'd think, would want to put speed on the game. Speed on the game, chaotic ball movement. Collingwood moves the ball by hand really quickly off half-back. They just bounce and, and, you know, really hard to stop. Brisbane were great against Carlton in intercepting a few of those forward handballs, and that made a big difference. Um, but I think Collingwood... Uh, can turn a chaotic piece of congestion into a scoring opportunity really quickly, whereas Brisbane can win the ball back and turn that into a scoring opportunity if they're allowed to find space and have uncontested marks. Next part I want to ask you about is at the stoppage contest in the midfield. We saw last week Brisbane, I thought they'd beat Carlton at their own game. Mm. They were dynamic out of the clearance after quarter time um just quick hands and they got out the front quite a bit yep uh that would you say is collingwood's probably their their weakest part of their game what has stoppage and contest it has been although against the giants it became the Mm. winning point really with degoey being able to get a front of stoppages so you'd think that you would think that dunkley would take degoey which is a pretty uh they're two great footballers, and Dunkley's not going to lose that battle. Um, in terms of he's not going to let to go at least have as much impact as he did on the prelim. And then a lot rests on Tom Mitchell farming out the footy to guys like Pendlebury. And Nick Dacos, although I'd play Nick Dacos back and try and get some run through that uh, out of defence so that Colin would get some bounce. And then you've obviously got Lockie Neal, McCluggage, Zach Bailey. They're dynamic mm. midfielders. I, I would think that Brisbane have an advantage in that area. I think it's quite a clearance. pronounced advantage. Yeah, for, clearance. For the lines. Lockie Neal on Tom Mitchell. I mean, I saw Neil playing that game. I covered that game three or four weeks ago, um, that home and away game, Brisbane, Collingwood. And Neil was exceptional yeah, he's in that a, game. <laughs> he just got... I it, know. He's not fast, but how many times at stoppage does he actually just find space through his through his movement like just deft veins yeah it goes left and right and he suddenly got space I know and McInerney's a, a really good ruckman too the, you know he was great against Carlton and he gives those guys first use or at least neutralises the footy 
Um, Lockie Neal with two Brownlow medals is obviously, you know, a better player than Tom Mitch with one Brownlow medal. <laughs> Do you reckon he'll be stung, though, by a lot of the commentary after the Brownlow that he was an undeserving winner and wasn't a worthy Brownlow He probably medalist. was stung a little bit, but he, he explained it pretty well. I mean, he didn't think he'd get votes for that Giants game and thought he might have got votes from other games. The pressure comes on him, though, to perform like a Brownlow medalist. <laughs> I know that sounds silly. And he won't be thinking that. But everyone will be watching him with the eyes that he's won a Brownlow medal. And Nick Dacos, I reckon, would be pretty keen to show that he was uh, potentially a worthy Brownlow medalist as well. I reckon he would have been stung by the fact that he didn't actually... Yeah, well, he was, I mean, if he plays an extra two or three games, he wins, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. But he's um, got his... his uh, the person who's won the Brownlow medal right in front of him. Kind of like, I remember the 1993 Greg Williams and Gavin Wanganane scenario. <laughs> yeah, right. Who won that battle? Uh, well, they, didn't, off, didn't they didn't get anywhere near each other. No. But um, Well, the thing is, if Collingwood doesn't break even in the midfield in terms of centre clearances, that is a tough job for Collingwood's defence, who's going to, who has been fantastic through the two finals, mm. to hold up under 6-6 six, 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 um, if the ball's coming in quickly to Danaher and he would and all the players we spoke about just before. Who gets Charlie Cameron, if you're a Collingwood? Oh, I would think probably Braden Maynard. Hmm. That's a worry, isn't it, with the speed? But, yeah. I mean, the speed is one thing. Maynard's also got the strength. And sometimes if you're strong, as long as you're not you know, slow as a wet week, if you can put body on the player, on a faster player, yeah. that can sometimes be you know, a better tactic than going for someone who mm. who is equally fast, um, but maybe not as... The Lions got Collingwood a lot out the back when they played here at Marvel. Mm. I'm pretty sure Collingwood will hold their defence a bit stronger or a bit deeper in this game than they did in that game where they got sucked into the contest around half-back. I reckon they'll they'll stay a bit deeper because they'll be conscious of guys running back and they don't want to get in a foot race. With Even though we said Collingwood's got more speed, inside that forward 50, the Lions are definitely quicker than Collingwood's defence. It's just the, the speed of ball movement as well, yep. Brisbane. Um which makes them look faster than, than they are in terms of their leg speed. But they, they move the ball. Who are you tipping? I'm tipping Brisbane. By how much? I tip Brisbane by oh, probably three to four goals. Um, oh. Just their scoring power. I think both teams yeah. both teams are, are very well organised defensively. And that's an area where, where Brisbane, you could fault them in years gone by. But I just reckon after they've had four final series now where they have yeah, may not have gone as far as they should... That teaches you a lot of lessons um, in terms of uh, what you need to get right, and it's and it's not so much structural issues. It's probably more from a cultural level where where what do you value on your game more? Yeah. Um, well, they've, and, they've improved. Everyone I spoke to this week says they improved their ability to defend turnover, which they didn't have previously. They used to just go like the clappers when they had a scoring opportunity; it left them mm. open. But it hasn't. It hasn't affected their scoring no, power either. No, they've still got a cap. Capability. Nine of their players have played every game this year, um, as opposed to four for Collingwood. That's pretty handy in a grand final. And well, Bris- do, you, do you read that as a, as better better continuity, or do you, do you see it from a point of view as maybe Collingwood could be fresher, or no, do we no, decide after con- the after yeah, the game? We'll, we'll decide after the fact. But better <laughs> continuity. Brisbane's won their past six, and they've also won their past six against Collingwood. But they've only won one out of 16 at the MCG. And I still reckon that's a factor. I'm tipping Brisbane to win. But it's hard to come down and win at a venue that you haven't... I know they poo-poo it, but win at a venue that you haven't experienced yeah, victory I, very often. I'd, I'd, I'm not 
Yeah, I, I don't believe in that 16 MCG, the hoodoo and whatever. I think we're starting to get into sort of uh, irrelevant stats. The, the way I look at it for Brisbane with the MCG is that... Irrelevant stats, are we? Well, well they won the final so, last year. They won a final there last year. Yeah, so against, it's really one of... Against a beaten up Melbourne. Who were premiership favourites going into who that final Who haven't won at the series. MCG since 2018. And they won comfortably as well. Yeah. I just don't think it, it matters. I mean, they lost to Melbourne by one point uh, early in this year and they played really, really good footy that night. If they win that by one point, are we saying there's a hoodoo? I don't think I don't think we are. Well, we just say hoodoo anyway. It's a great word and it really is it something is that we word, think about a lot. It's good this, to talk about, way. but I, I just put it this way. If Brisbane lose the grand final, I don't think it's got anything the other to do with MCG. Here's another really relevant stat. <laughs> Dan McStay, unfortunately injured last week, is going to miss. Collingwood has only lost one game when McStay hasn't played this year. Do you read any anything into that? Are they a better team without McStay? No, the complete opposite. But isn't that an interesting stat? They've only lost to Melbourne. Billy Frampton's going to come alive. <laughs> he missed the start of the year, though. So, so he must have been out the time when they were just playing. He missed a lot from footy. between round five and round eighteen, which is when Collingwood was at their peak, really. And that's the worry for Collingwood. I think their form. They've been amazing to hang on in both finals, but their form hasn't been, you know, shoot the lights out sort of stuff where they go into the grand final with you thinking, geez, they're going to be hard to beat. You're actually thinking that Brisbane are going to be hard to beat and Collingwood will have to do everything right on the day to win. Well, I think, yeah, Brisbane have been more consistent since since the bye. And I think, and I've said it a few times, I think Collingwood have played their best footy probably from round 10 last year through to maybe that Port Adelaide game this year and they're just on the on that tail side now they're, they're, they're not quite I mean they're still a formidable team they've made a grand final but they're not quite at, their, at the top of the game whereas I reckon Brisbane are yep. they, they haven't done much wrong in the last since the bye um, they've played strong footy they've had good continuity in the, with their players and and there's just there's an edge about them just that sense of um I mean, they're tough. They're they, the calmness as well. They? I mean, last yeah. week, after quarter time, you'd be thinking maybe this is the time where they just drop their bundle. Yeah. And then Hipwood kicks a goal. And, you know, never looked like missing. Danaher didn't do the sort of things that we've come to expect in the past. Yeah. Um, and I think really that's the only way Brisbane will lose lose on Saturday is if they just if the occasion gets the better of them, and and they you know, kick eight goals. 15 or do, yeah, yeah, do yeah. Which could those happen. kind of things, yeah. yeah. But, but I think they're the better side. Yeah, I think they are too. That's why I'm tipping Brisbane by seven points and Joe Danaher to win the Norm Smith. Well, that would break a trend, wouldn't it? It's become the midfielder's medal as well, the Norm Smith. Yeah, well, that's true. But, uh, I mean, who would know with the Norm Smith? You, you're grasping at straws. But he he's the sort of player... He's been His year's been underrated this year. He's had a fantastic year for Brisbane. Yeah, I mean, in any other year... If, I mean, if Nick Larkey hadn't kicked, what, 70-odd goals, he's probably the All-Australian. Yeah. And he p- plays that that you know, that second-ruck forward role Fantastic. better than anyone else. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm tipping the Lions by about three or four goals, and I've got Lockie Neal as my well, that's a brave Smith medalist. Again, more courage from Wu. <laughs> Jeez. You really, well, how far out on that limb are you, mate? <laughs> Come back, I, Louis. I, I just want to be right. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's been great doing this this year, Louis, and I hope I've 
taught you a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've taught you a bit more. The uh, yeah, I'm, have, hand, I'm, handing, I'm handing over my title from last year yeah. when I won both the home and away and the... Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I respect that. And you the non-asterisk victory. <laughs> you've taught me a lot about tipping and, uh, you know, it's nice <laughs> of you to um, just move over. <laughs> no, you've been a worthy winner. And uh, we'll see... Uh, let's see, well, actually, we're not going to speak to our people anymore after uh, after this weekend so yeah. thanks for joining in thanks for listening to us all year um i don't think we've tipped you well i certainly haven't tipped you many winners pete has um but we've had a lot of fun and uh, and we hope you have as well thanks for listening every week and if you enjoy the podcast please make sure to subscribe rate and leave us a review we'd love to hear from you via email realfootypod at theage.com.au Check out the rest of the expert tips at theage.com.au slash AFL. Michael Gleeson, Jake Nile, and Caroline Wilson will be back on Sunday. So not Monday, on Sunday to review the grand final. Catch you then. And if your team's still in it, may your team win. Listener.